When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Drink it in now. Back, pressure card. Gonna get hit. Gonna go down. Sack back outside the 50-yard line. Ziggy did it. Drink it in now. He's got a man wide open. Golden at the 10. Golden at the 5. Golden to the house. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. There it is! Been looking for that all night! Cornbread! Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Drink it in Detroit Kool-Aid, what is going on, everybody? We are back... And I'm here with Grifka. Grifka, what's going on, buddy? Yeah, still living the dream. Still living the dream. You might be living the dream, Grifka, but this past Sunday against Minnesota was not a dream. We're going to get right to it. But before we do that, we got to talk about what's going on with our Lions since Sunday, moving into this week. Uh, there's no better place to start, Grifka, than talking about Ziggy. <laughs> you said we couldn't talk about him until he played. He got it on the field. Uh, I have here that he played only about 12 snaps, but I, I did see a sack and some pressures. What do you got to say now, buddy? Um, he's the freshest guy on the team right now. I mean, c- congratulations. You know, golf clap, congratulations. I will, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. You weren't we'll see impressed you by that sack at the end of the half that uh, took took possible touchdown off the board? You didn't see any flashes from this guy? Um, Remind you why he's so good? Um, I'll deadpan this for you. No. Oh boy. Okay. I didn't I didn't think you'd give him any credit, but I was not only glad to see he was out there, but you know, recording here on Wednesday, um, heard that he had said after the game felt amazing. It didn't sound like any lingering issues, so we don't have to deal with that every week. I expect ninety ninety four to be back out there and hopefully getting a lot more snaps than twelve and making some plays. So I'm sure you'll be real excited when that happens. And when that helps our team win, I'm sure you'll uh, golf clap it right, Griff. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, any other injuries that are on top to beer tongue? I mean, I'm trying to think them through. Like, we've got uh, TJ banged up again, huh? Yeah, that's starting to become a, a weekly thing. And just uh, And I know, once again, the O-line drops off when Wiggins is in there. So, hopefully, uh, this doesn't linger too long. But it sounds like it's going to. Yeah, I... You know, I, I hate to say it, but when he went down again, you could see it on that return. He just kind of got hit from the side and started grabbing his head. I said, you know, not really joking either. I was kind of like, oh, man, his career's over. But uh, it's just been a really tough go. And I was kind of looking at the contract numbers. The guy's up in the $12 million range for next year. So, you know, I, I think he's a great guy, great locker room, but $12 million, for a guy that's banged up. I don't even know if you see him again this year, to be honest. I'd be surprised. Yeah, I can I can understand if uh, 
he's out the rest of the year and then just decides to retire. You know, once again, uh, your health is a lot more than just a playing football. So then I saw, yeah. was it uh, Slay? Did... Slay was dinged up a little bit as well. So uh, you know, I'm not quite for sure how, what he's going to be, but it sounded like he practiced, but not a full practice. But uh, um, I know he got dinged up a little bit too in that game. Yeah. Yeah, I was just about to bring him up. Uh, your boy, big play Slay, and like, it's weird, Grifko. Like, he doesn't have many big plays this year, but every game, you know, he even though he hasn't had like a killer year, every game he seems to jump off with some nice plays, or he's pretty consistent. Like, I know his number two jumps from like six million up to 12, 13 million next year, which is a big jump, but he still seems to be worth it as that number one corner. Yeah, he's definitely the number one uh, defensive back on the team, and even what he's getting paid, I can. Uh... I like what he's getting paid, so uh, you know, no big, uh, no big deal keeping him around for what he's costing at. Yeah, he's been uh, fighting through some injuries too, and still coming up big. Most Sundays had a few issues in coverage, but still like him. So big, big play. Keep doing what you're doing. We hope those guys are able to get over the injuries, but um, you know, those are kind of the main injuries. You know, a few other Knicks. Here and there, but nothing too big. I did see this week, you know, the Lions are the healthiest team basically in the NFL with uh, overall guys hurt and then also guys that they've had to IR. We have the least amount. So that's another, uh, you know, normally it'd be a great item. And right now it's not a great item because we just have not played well these last couple of weeks. We'll get into that. Grifka, last two items we just want to hit on quickly. The Lions brought in um, – Brandon Marshall for a tryout, and they also got rid of Amir. What are your thoughts on that? And then I want to say that I liked Bruce Ellington, who they brought in. I've, I've liked his game. He's kind of a shifty slot guy. And uh, they brought back your boy, Double Z. What do you think about it, Griffin? Um, I'm glad they didn't sign Brandon Marshall. I think he's pretty much done. And yeah. then uh, Amir gone. Oh, gosh, I was popping champagne bottles, and I'm, like, oh. texting all my friends, except you, because I know – he was cheap, and you really liked his, his pay this year. But oh my gosh, I'm so nothing's better than watching him leave. And uh, you know, hey, don't let the door hit you on the way out. And uh, you know, Zach Zander, he just gives them a little more on special teams. You know, at least on coverage or something like that. Other than you know, having to worry about Zach Zander fumbling the ball on a kick return. So uh, bringing him back, you know, I, I'm okay with that. You know, he might be the short yardage guy. You know, when uh, I don't know, it seems like well, Garrett Blunt's getting it, but. It just seems like Garrett Blunt isn't producing like we thought he would, but that can be another story. So, Zach Zender, he's he's going to be the healthy scratch every week like Amir was. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Like, uh, B. Marsh, to me, I mean, not only is he way past his days, and even, like, they tried to put him as, like, oh, he might be a red zone threat this year. I mean, to me, we already have a couple big bodied, lanky type receivers. What we need is that little water bug, shifty guy underneath and uh, that's what I think Ellington could bring. I mean, it'd probably take him a little time to get up to speed. I know you've always hated on Amir Abdullah. It did just come across the wire before we started recording that uh, Amir is, is headed to Minnesota of all places. You know, everybody seems to stay in the NFC North. So, you know, they've had some injuries, but they're getting healthy in the in the running back room. So be surprised if he kind of can crack and make, a, make an impact. But I was hoping he'd go somewhere where he could carve out a role and see if this guy – didn't have it or if he just got buried sort of by the lions which we've known has happened in the past so um you know we'll see what happens and then to me zach zenner is a guy that 
you know, I was always sort of down on, I thought once he was cut, he was definitely heading to the medical field, but I mean, he's back on the team and like say he gives us a little bit of consistency, but a lack of explosiveness. So I don't know, will that help the team or will he just be that healthy scratch? We'll, we'll see as the, as everything comes up. So just hit on some real quick news and notes. Grifka, you ready to talk about this Vikings game? Yeah, because we have to. <laughs> Before we get to that, um, like you say, another depressing game to talk about. We're gonna we're gonna be short on the game, talk about some other things, but I promised the people, Grifka, and it's here. The Grifka Bell is in the building, so everybody that's been listening to the podcast, they know that our man Grifka has a bunch of catchphrases, a bunch of go-tos, a bunch of conspiracies, a bunch of throwbacks to the 1970s and 80s. So I'll be using the bell week to week when I feel it's necessary to sort of hit on some of these uh, um, Grifka-isms, as I call them, when he brings them up. So look for that in today's show when appropriate. And uh, (laughs) Grifka, we went up to Minnesota, and we just got our tails whooped by the Minnesota Vikings. There's uh, four main topics I want to hit on. And then we're going to put this game behind us. So I don't have to say much more, but talk to the people for a couple minutes about the protection of the Detroit Lions, the offensive line. What in the heck happened on Sunday? I, I don't know. I know part of it is people still point to TJ Lang, you know, getting hurt and coming out of the game and Wiggins being the weak link on the offensive line. But. Taylor Decker to me is just I, – I don't know if there's something really wrong with him because more and more Taylor Decker to me is looking like just – he's looking like Jeff Backus. I mean, for all the fans that complained about us having Jeff Backus, yeah, there it is. Um, it's going to be like Pavlov's dog. Whenever you ring the bell, my my, my mouth is going to water. But um, um, he, he's like Taylor Decker to me, he's looking like the guy who's – he's going to be out there for – you know, he'll be in Detroit Lions uniform for 10 years, and he'll be – He'll be okay, you know, he'll be, I mean, for lack of a better term, solid. I don't even know if solid's a good term for it, but, you know, for like I said, for all the times people complained about Bacchus, saying he didn't get it done, he didn't do this well, he was always, you know, I've heard him called Jeff Blockless and, you know, Jeff on his Bacchus and stuff <laughs> like that. I've heard all those, but it's there was a couple plays where it looked like Taylor Decker was, like, standing in cement and the guy just, Everson Griffin, just, like, went around him. So... It, I mean, that's not what your left tackle is supposed to be. I mean, I'm not saying he's Jackie Slater or Joe Thomas, but, oh, my gosh, he just looked awful bad. And you could have rang the bell right there because both those guys are old school guys. So, um, um, I, I, <laughs> yeah, he was struggling. And then, you know, Rick Wagner, once again, he it just didn't look like he had a, a good game. I swear, you know, I, I heard on Monday – that uh, Matt Stafford was walking through Kroger picking up some groceries, and Neil Hunter sacked him again. So you know, he didn't even, he didn't realize it. You know, it was just he came out of nowhere, much much like the game. It was just you know Wagner didn't look good. You know, Decker didn't look good, and it's bad when both your tackles just get beat up bad. So I did, have uh, no idea. Did Neil Hunter? Did Neil Hunter remind you somebody of the past, Grifka? Maybe. Oh, from the Vikings or just in general? I mean, he might have been a little Joey Browner, but Joey Browner was more of a linebacker safety. But uh, he wasn't uh, he wasn't a D end. I mean, I guess uh, and he wasn't John Randall because John Randall was a defensive tackle. You know, I you know. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what about Ryan, your Ryan what about? Larson? I mean, whatever. No, <laughs> I mean, no, he was there I'm trying to tee you up. What about 
What about the two people you love to bring up every show? A guy that used to play for Green Bay, and then a guy in the New York Giants that came off the edge. Give it oh, to the man. people. He was he was a Reggie White or you know <laughs> he was he's nowhere near Lawrence Taylor. I mean, <laughs> give me a break. <laughs> oh man, okay, that's what we're looking for. So let me jump in here with the protection. Like to me, you already hit on it. I mean, Taylor Decker. I don't know what's happened with this guy. I thought he was a locked in stud, and he's just fallen off a lot now. It could be in based but when you watch the game you're just kind of thinking yeah he's like not getting off the ball Chris Spielman's always bagging on him because he's tell giving tells as he calls him of what's coming up then you got Ricky Wagner over there on the right side this guy's like a mute he never says a peep one but this guy's just getting owned over there on the right side I mean it was embarrassing to watch I just thought you know what are these guys thinking when not only were they not blocking well, but I thought the effort was just piss poor. It was just a, I had never seen a performance like that from RO line or any in the NFL where it just felt like they were crumbling at the snap. And then as they were crushing our quarterback, it's just four of our Lions guys standing over the top of our fallen quarterback with, uh, with didn't even seem to care. Like it was just one, I don't know. It just, the effort and the, just the ability, just I don't know what happened, but I mean, I've fell off the map. Yeah, I've seen like defensive performance. I mean, you usually see like stuff like that in college, where a defensive line just beats the crap out of, of an O line of an inferior inferior team. But I mean, that happens every once in a while in the pros. I mean, everybody remembers the blood, the body bag game that you know Buddy Ryan had for the Eagles against the Cowboys, however many years ago on Monday night, where they just beat the crap out of like um, out of Troy Aikman, but. Uh, I mean, it happens every once in a while, but you don't want it to happen to your team. And it was just, it was one of those things where it just looks, it was just so bad. It seemed like every time Stafford dropped back and uh, like somebody was in his face, you know, he didn't have any time. And and people are like, I mean, don't get me wrong, that play where Matt Stafford just pretty much, you know, threw the ball as hard as he could at, you know, carry on Johnson that led to the fumble that, you know, it was one of those things that it's like, why did you do that? I'm like, I could see why he's been the rest of his game on, on the back. Why, why would he, why would he want to get hit again? I mean, you're right. He probably could have ran for five yards and maybe got out of bounds without getting decked, but he was getting drilled all game long. And when he wasn't getting sacked, he was getting pressure and he was getting hit right, you know, right after he threw the ball. So I can see why he was like, here, carry on, you take the hot potato, you take the one, you take the smashing because the offensive line isn't blocking for anybody today. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, we'll get to Stafford here in a minute. If I got to, you know, I don't want to let him off the hook right here on the protection part. Like, part of the protection is him at the line of scrimmage. And, I mean, I'm going to talk about that flip play at the end. But I, I, I do not like Matt Stafford's pocket presence when things don't go perfectly. I mean, he seems to freak out. He seems to, like, lose his vision downfield, his composure. I watch these other games. You know, Deshaun Watson is bouncing on his tippy toes, making all these different moves, getting out of pressure. Tom Brady's standing there basically flat-footed with ten guys around him and doesn't even flinch. And our quarterback is always running for his life or – you know, he's just not making those plays on the run. The best he does is, like, at least he needs to take off a little bit more and get us, you know, four or five yards and go down. You know, not these go run backwards, cower, and then get, get sacked. So I think it's partly on him, too. I mean, I'm beating up the offensive linemen, and they deserve it. But number nine was not good as far as throwing the football away, escaping pressure. You know, as he said something about – I got to find the check down quicker. No, we don't want you to find the check down quicker. We want you to make throws, you know, 
on time down the field and and yeah if everything else fails get to your check down but number nine has a lot of culpability in this game he's got to be way better but i mean we could talk about this for days grifka but let's talk about our red zone issues and again this comes down to number nine the offensive line and penalties again all three of those kicked us out of good scoring position where we're what first in goal inside the five and next thing you know we're back at the 20 like what is going on with our red zone with Kenny Galladay Marvin and our run game we should be much better down there well I mean I don't want to harp on an issue but I think part of it was you know hey they were missing Golden Tate that was always one of those guys that would run that little drag underneath oh boy here we go it's okay but uh like I said uh like nobody's, you know, been, you know, they didn't have a week to, you know, find a replacement for. And I know they threw Theo out there to run some slot plays, but you know that's kind of part of it, right there. Like I said, you would you took away his favorite receiver down there in in the red zone, and uh, well, once again, I mean, you can't blame you can't blame that on the blocking issues. Like like you said, there was they get the they they were first in ten or first in goal, you know, like you said, inside the five, and then. I like look. I, I I walk to go get get something to drink, and I come back, and they're back at the ten, and it's first and goal from the ten. I'm like, what happened? Oh, it was that false start, yeah, false start or whatever. It's just like, okay, I mean, good job, offensive line. And then, like you said, then it was just everything was just like a jailbreak. I mean, and I know there's those defensive schemes where it's just like they bring more people at one area than what there is to block. But it seemed like there was a couple times where like Glasgow and Ragnar were just kind of like standing there as like somebody ran a twist and they didn't know who to pick up and. You see them just kind of both standing there looking at each other as like two guys are just drilling Stafford, you know. So, you know, part of, like you said, it's you can the red zone. A lot of that was they just they just blitzed the crap out of Stafford when they got in there close, and the offensive line looked totally lost. They look it looked like preseason game one. I mean, that was just how bad they looked on that. I'm yeah, Stafford didn't have a good game, but I'm doing. I, I'm I'm saying a lot of this on the offensive line, much against much like the Seattle game. The offensive line just looked terrible, and they just seemed to for all for all the confidence they had in Miami the last two weeks, they just looked like they're they're they couldn't they couldn't stop you know a JV team right now. Yeah, but to your point, I want to hit on the Golden Tate for one second because there's a little validity of yeah, you lose a guy like that. You know, the first week out, you know, I was hoping that Kenny would get a lot of rocks and, you know, the run game would be going so you wouldn't really notice it. But, I mean, there's a little transition period there, which we have to think is going to happen. Like, hey, in the next few weeks, he'll learn to play without him. These other guys will hopefully gain his confidence. And, uh, you know, they'll be where I was hoping they would be this, this week, which they weren't. But, I mean, to me, again, the pr- protection, like, you don't forget how to block in two weeks and and the coaching hasn't really switched so something either happened either effort or just you know minnesota was that good to make them look that bad because this is a big game coming up against the bears with a big pass rush and they've got to be way better to survive i mean this cannot continue and i don't think it will but it was just one of those games where you just shake your head anomaly now in the red zone the big issue i'm having again is I haven't seen one jump ball to Kenny. I haven't seen any creativity down there. And and it seems like we're still not pounding carry on. Like, I remember every time we're inside the five, no matter how good if we passed all the way to get down there, I'll be like, I, I go, let's pound him. That's what I always say because I want 33 in the game and I want to, like, run him either 
this is a whole other topic, but he's pretty good. In, but I feel like where he's had a lot of success is those sweeps or like an edge where he'll bounce it and really turn up the speed. I didn't see any edge rushes down close to the goal line where he can run to the pylon or throughout the game. So like, you know, the red zone, they have to start identifying who these key players are that they can count on and say, when we get inside the 20, yeah, everybody knows we're going to throw the ball high to our 6'4 young receiver that can go get it. Hey, when we get really tight, there's no reason to bring in LeGarrette Blunt. We know that we're going to give it to our young running back who runs with speed and power, give him the football and block someone, and let's get in the end zone. So I'm sick of, you know, stalling out, kicking, trying field goals. We got to score touchdowns to win football games and it did not happen on Sunday. So Grifka, we promised the people that we wouldn't talk a ton about this game. So let's get through these other two quick parts and move on. So Dalvin cook 70 yard run. What the heck happened on that play? That's the one that really killed us offensively. Other than that, the Vikings weren't very good. Um, Yeah. I don't think the defense played all that bad, you know, per se. I mean, I, I don't think they were terrible, but, um, I think the Dalvin Cook run, what happened there is they ran right at Ashawn Robinson, and he either, you know, couldn't get off the block or he like missed his gap or something like that, and it just left a massive, a massive hole for Dalvin Cook to run through. And he's obviously seems to be faster than anybody on the Lions' defense. So I think that's what happened there. If you go back and watch the play, what happened to Ashawn Robinson? Either he missed his gap or he couldn't get off his block. I can't remember off the top of my head, but they ran that right at him. And um, the way Ashawn's been playing lately, I mean, he's been playing pretty well, but uh, um, I think that uh, his over uh, his over aggressiveness might have cost him on that play right there. While I uh, eat some Fritos while I'm mute, uh, you know, you're talking about Ashawn. I feel like snacks. Uh... Uh, pun intended, has been huge. I mean, he's been playing great football, jumping off the screen to me. And like you said, I don't think that he's been helping our run defense, but I feel like that run went out the left side and just, like you said, Ashawn and probably our linebackers missed it. And he was just gone. Like, I was shocked that he didn't house call it. I think it was GQ or somebody that was able to get him to the ground. But to me, that was the biggest play and really the only play that killed us. Kirk Cousins didn't do much. Adam Thielen didn't do much. Like, as much as we're saying we just got our tails kicked in this game, all I did is kept looking at the score going, we're still in this game. Third quarter, hey, we're still in this game. All we got to do is make a play. Hey, one touchdown and a two-point or whatever, and we're basically tied up. And then he rips that one off, and uh, and it puts us behind the eight ball. And then let's talk about it for a couple seconds. I think we had just run, I want to say it was the fake punt. That was a great call. There was a few calls there where we really gave us a little life and we could have went down and scored. It would have been a whole different game. But I want to say it was after that where Matt Stafford scrambling out to the right, as you said before. Yeah, he's been getting beat up all game. But not only does he have nowhere to go, neither does Carrion. And he flips it to him and he drops the football and it's returned for a touchdown. And that basically – you know, ended the day, which, you know, had we just went down, who knows, maybe go down and score a touchdown and, and can, you know, be right in this football game. But it's on carry on for dropping it. it was in his hands. He should have caught it. But there's no reason to flip it. You're not going to get any extra yards other than, like you said, you're scared and don't want to be hit again. And uh, 
I just hated it all the way around. A quarterback that's 10 years in can't do that. It's unexcusable. Yeah, like I said, I touched on it earlier. I think the main reason Stafford got rid of that thing is because he got tired of just getting drilled all game and he just didn't want to get hit again. I could be wrong thinking, you know, hey, if I run the option play, uh, maybe they'll, uh, you know, carry on can bust one off down the sideline. But I think he was just getting tired of just getting just beat the crap out of all day. And he's like, here, you take it. <laughs> there was there was no room whatsoever to run. He was basically at the sideline. He tossed it backwards. Yeah. Like, there was no, hey, he's going to do something with this ball. And I don't care about getting hit, man. This guy's a professional quarterback. Like, he's not Eli Manning, like. You can take – you don't have to get hit. Hey, here's a thought. Run out of bounds. Here's a thought. Just go down like Peyton Manning used to do if you don't want to get hit. You're already out of the pocket. Or, hey, throw it away. There's a, there's a good idea. This guy is too experienced and supposedly too smart, too good to be doing dumb crap like this. That costs us the game. That flip back and that pick six or that take it to the house, that ended the game for us right there. And the, I want to say it was, what, late third quarter, fourth quarter? I mean – that's ball game right there, and that's right on number nine, in my opinion. So, you know, like you say, let's let's stop dwelling on this game. Let's put it behind us. But offensive line was terrible. Red zone issues were a huge issue. And Matt Stafford flipping the ball back for no reason. Carry on not catching it. And then also not getting the guy on the ground. I felt like there was a couple guys that could have made a tackle and steady scores. I mean, that's points right there. So, I just uh, – a game where we feel like we got killed, even though like I thought it was winnable, as bad as we played in lots of facets, and we let it slip, and we walked away just kind of demoralized, which with a division game, that really hurts. So, Agreed. Agreed. So another loss, Grifka, puts our Lions at 3-5 and five here on the Kool-Aid cast. Let me let me rumble through. We're at the halfway point of the year. I know you love to do this. You break down the season and quarters or halves or however you want to do it. But we're at the halfway point, three and five, not where we wanted to be. Um, let me let me rumble through some positive negatives and uh, and then we'll let you respond to them. So okay. a few things I put down like positives. Carry on Johnson, thirteenth in the NFL in rushing, and he's on pace to go over a thousand yards. You know that's a positive for the Detroit Lions. Snacks, PFFs, fourth-ranked DT. I mean, we've only had him for a couple games, but I think that's a great acquisition. He's signed for a couple more years. It's a good building block. He's played great since he's been here. we got to understand that, you know, as much as people are harping on the Golden Tate, bringing in Snacks is a big move for this defense. Deshaun Hand, PFFs, highest-rated rookie DT. Now, I'm sure there's not a ton of – Rookie DT is making huge impacts, but he's been solid, and they have him ranked that way, and I've loved what I've seen from the young fella. Um, we've got the progression of Kenny. we got Jared Davis playing some better football. And we've got uh, Frankie Ragnow looking like a solid player. Those are all good things. Now let's, let's get to the Grifkas, I mean the negatives. we got Stafford playing inconsistent. He's on pace for his lowest yards of his career. We've got the 30th ranked run defense, Griffka. Are you kidding me? There's only 32 teams in the league. We're at 30. That's terrible. Inconsistent O-line play, as we talked about. These guys got to step up. We put high resources, draft, money into these bums, and they're playing like absolute stiffs. we got a tough schedule. 
We've got the Bears, the Panthers, the Bears again, the Rams all coming up right in a row. And with our record not looking too good, you got to get a few of those games. Um, and we've just seen lots of regression from T's. As we already talked about, Reeves Maven's not doing anything. I mean, Nevin Lawson's garbage. Like, the negatives. What do you got to say about that, Grifka? Well, the positives. Uh, yeah, car- uh, carry on. You know, 13th, um, you know, in the rushing 1,000-yard pace. I'm hoping that, like we had talked before, he doesn't hit a wall. You know, rookies, that, that can happen. He'll hit, hit a wall, you know, somewhere generally happens around, like, week 12, week 13, because that's all they're used to playing is, 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 is that many games. And um, with everybody in the pros being, you know, bigger, faster, stronger than, even though he came out of the SEC and everybody's like, oh, that's NFL, you know, minor leagues. Still, though, I mean, everybody in the pros is a, an elite talent, even though, you know, there's plenty of guys that we think suck. But uh, everybody on, you know, on, on the pros was the stud on their college team. So, you know, him on, uh, you know, 13th in rushing, that's that's nice to see. That's a positive, especially for the future. Hopefully we have that back that can be here for a number of years that we don't have to drop in three years like Amir Abdullah. And, uh, you know, we can uh, keep this guy keep this guy around for a while and keep him healthy. Um, having snacks in hand at um, – <laughs> snacks in hand. <laughs> um on the defensive line, that, that works is pretty well for a uh, for a nice rotation. Hold on, Grifka. I want I want to go back to carry on for one second. Right. So, are are you debating that he's going to get there or that he's good? Am I debating that he's good? Yeah, or that he's going to hit this wall, as you say? No, I mean just in the past. I mean, I'm not saying just on lines. Like rookies in general, like will hit a wall in the pros. I mean, that's that's 16 weeks you've been going since early August, you know, you have your off-season workouts with the teams. I mean, I mean, yeah, you have that in college, but you don't have the amount of workouts and, like, what the amount of practice time in college that you do in the pros. And then that's all That's all you're doing in, in the pros is football. And in college, you're playing 12, 13 games, you know, with a bowl game. In the pros, I mean, you're going at least – you're going 16 games – against the best competition in the world where, you know, you don't, you don't get to play the Citadel one week. You don't get to play Southwest Missouri state one week. You know, you're, I mean, even the teams that are terrible, all those guys that are on that team are still pros and we're the elite talent. I get it. I I asked you, what do you think? Like, give me your two cents. I feel like we've only seen the tip of the iceberg of carry on. And I feel the little bit that he's shown us that I feel like our run game is set for the next you know, good bunch of years with him carrying the rock. Like, where are you at with this guy? Yeah, I, th- I think he can be the um, lines, lines, you know, stuff running back for, you know, the next, you know, six, seven, eight years. You know, we all... Six, seven, eight? Well, the lifespan of a running back is three years in the NFL. I'm, right. I'm, so, I'm like, not... I'm set for the next few years, like three to four, but not six, seven, eight. I mean, this guy's a physical runner. He's 21 years old, but... I wouldn't give him eight year career right now. I wouldn't give. Him, I mean, so I went six to eight. I mean, that's that's not terrible. I mean, six, six I year. Hope so. You know, six year, six to eight. That's. I mean, for your stud running back, you want to burn this guy out in three years to go draft somebody else? That doesn't make any sense. I don't want to burn him out. I'm just not giving him an eight year 
stud career, I'm giving him like, hey, the next three, four years, I think we're set at running back and we can really we need to start giving this guy the football. So the point I want to get to, Rifka, for the people and for the bill. Well, why wouldn't you pay some enough give to them... keep him around for six, seven, eight years as opposed to, oh, let's just feed him. Let's just feed him. I mean, that once again, that just doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, you want to keep. I mean, he's your best running back you've had in years. You're not. You're not getting some guy with the near the end of his career like Reggie Bush. You're not hoping some injury prone guy like Javid Best. You're not tr- taking a flyer on some guy like Amir Abdullah, which was a terrible pick to begin with. And yeah, really. And I, I just said, I'm not saying I just said, feed him. What are you arguing with me about? I mean, I'm not going to burn him out and like, oh, let's give him a three, four year career. Screw that. I want this guy to be like six, eight, you know, six to eight years. You know, that's good. Nobody's burning anybody out. I'm just saying you just threw that out there like it was nothing when, like you said, the average career is like four to six years of actual good production, not eight or ten at the uh, No, not actual position. good production. The lifespan of a running back is three years. I mean, so it's yeah, like, I know, but I'm that, saying that, that's a guy like make of the we're team. We're arguing for no reason gone. right now. We're arguing for no reason. All I was saying is that I'm set with carry on for the next year and probably two or three to four after that maximum as like a workhorse top end young running back. And you threw out six to eight, like he's just penciled in. Like he's penciled in in the near future to be the guy. But by six, eight years, you don't even know where a quarterback or a team is like at that point. I mean, it could be a whole different situation. So well, I'm talking like, like I mean, short like term guy coming up. Shouldn't it be like the building block? Or are you looking to trade him in four years for the third for a third round no. pick? He's a building block, and if all goes well, yeah, he'll be here and he'll be productive for your time span. I'm just saying you got a little aggressive there. I was just trying to get you to say, do you really think he's the number one set-in-stone guy, or do you want to see the classic Grifka where you got to see production for a decade first? I mean, that's what I was getting at. I'm not saying a decade, but from what I've seen from him here, yeah, he could be the guy for, like I said, six to eight years, and I would be happy with that. Okay, well, everybody be happy with that, but it, uh, that's a long time, man. But, yeah, he's got the youth. He's only 21, and he's got the build and ability. But let's take it a little bit slower than that. Now, what I was trying to get to for the people was this. Grifka, do you think he'll get 200 yards? Hit him with the phrase. <laughs> do I want him to get 200 yards? Yes, Willie. No. <laughs> Come on. 200 yards. No. Is a, 200 yards mean, is a no? lot of yards in a game. I mean that. No, I, I, no, a thousand for the two hundred. What are you talking about? I, a thousand for the year. Oh, I thought you said like two hundred yards. I'm like in a game. I mean, no, I mean that doesn't happen. But a thousand no. yards this year. A thousand yards this year. I'm going to say. Uh, do I want him to? Yes, Willie. I don't think you will. No, I, I don't. I don't think he's going to get a thousand yards this year. Oh my gosh, you're insane. This guy has had a, two slow games and a few big ones. I think he goes up. He's going to get cooking again, I bet you. And, and you know, 1,000 yards is like 60 yards a game or something. Like, this guy's yeah. going to get up in the 11, 1,200. Okay. I mean, that's aggressive, to be honest. But I think that – I think he gets there. I think he hit a speed bump. Now everyone's like, ah, I don't know about our run game. I don't know about carry on. Like, you know, we're only eight games through the year. I expect him to have a burr under a saddle here in Chicago and get it going again. But, anyway, I just wanted to circle back. Okay. So, Go ahead and work your way through the quick uh, positive negatives, and then we'll talk about uh, keys to the second half. Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh, snacks and uh, a hand. Even Ashawn Robinson, I think that's a nice foundation for the uh, defensive uh, 
the defensive line here for the next uh, few years. Um, it's nice to see uh, Kenny. Like I said, he was uh, what do you have like one or one catch, two catches against Minnesota. So I, I don't know how he's going to handle you know being like uh, you know drawing more coverage. Um, Grifka, the guy's been thrown at. I think one one time, and he made one catch the previous week. He got four targets this game, and and a run play. I mean, what's the guy supposed to do when we don't get him the football? Like I said, he's 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 drawing more coverage though. I mean, so oh, he's covered on all those plays. I'm sure he was never open. Don't don't make me t- turn the clock back to the game review. Did did you happen to see a, a scramble out where he could have thrown the ball right to Kenny for a sixty yard touchdown? Instead, our great quarterback decides, well, let me lead him by five yards where he wasn't even running to and incomplete. Like that costs us the game too. I mean, if he just throws the ball directly at nineteen. That's a touchdown. Okay. <laughs> okay. Do you remember that play? Yeah, no? I, I remember it. I don't know if that. Yeah, I don't know. Gr- if, I don't know if that cost us the game per se, but it, might it was be a, a great much. scramble drill by Kenny and a terrible throw. I mean, this guy's open. Just get him the ball. All these other good receivers get eight to twelve targets, and this guy probably averages about four or five targets a game for the season. That's well, just garbage. You can't have it both ways. I mean, you want Marvin to get the ball a lot. I mean. No, I, you, you, Marvin's your boy. I've been calling Kenny all day. I want Kenny and Carry On to be the you focus can go of this back offense. To one of our previous podcasts, you're like, no, they need to like start getting the ball more to Marvin. I'm just like, well, I think Marvin's going to be okay with what he gets, but they're not going to like tailor the offense just to go to Marvin Jones. I said it's probably going to be a Marvin game because he hasn't been doing anything. I like Marvin Jones, but if you want me to, where does this offense run through now? The 2018 Lions. I want it to run through Kenny Galladay and carry on Johnson for the most part, because those are young explosive athletes. And instead we're dinking and dunking with all these other people for no reason. Okay. Um, let's move on, man, because uh, we're just, like you said, we're arguing because we're just arguing right now. Um, no, because you're not making any sense. Well, you're like kind of backtracking on what you said before. I mean, you always want guys I, to hang around for like 10 years and be like these studs, but then I, I throw it out there and like, wait, wait, I was thinking like three years. I'm just like, okay, in three years we go draft another running back. I mean, and then oh, you argue don't, with you don't me about listen, Griffin, it, once again the, estab- the establishment of Kenny. So, okay, let's move on. Um, no, we're not going to move on. Not, we're going to my favorite for one second. Okay, go ahead. The, the reason I blew up on you about – remember when you threw out Michael Roberts scoring like eight touchdowns and I blew up on I you? said five. The reason I did – I said no, five. Go, go check the tape, people. Get back to me. I will check the tape. I said the reason, five, and you're like, yeah, five touchdowns for a tight end's elite. I'm like, five touchdowns? He's got three now. I mean, that's not elite by any stretch of the imagination. Chris, oh, by the way, he you, was targeted. You're just again, lying to the, the people. Right? Minnesota. You got this, like, I don't know if you're making up your own answers, but you said that crazy comment about Roberts before he even came back off injury. Then he got two TDs, and you were puffing your chest out. And I was like, hey, Griff, they scored two touchdowns. Remember you said he'd score eight touchdowns? I didn't and say I eight. Up on you. I, 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 you're I, like, oh, I no, it was five, five touchdowns. And you were like, oh, and you were like, oh, gosh, elite's like that amount. I'm like, five touchdowns is elite no. for a tight end? I did not say five's elite for a tight end. I was said I said like seven to ten's an elite tight end and you had him up in that range. I had him at five. Him at go five. back and check I will go back and check the tape. 
Okay, pull it up. Anyway, the reason I remember it that way is like because you were getting a tight end crazy numbers that never done anything. The reason I'm calling you out a little bit on carry on is because he plays the running back position. You can't just say he's not a quarterback or an old lineman where you pencil him in for six to eight years. You have to be a little bit more conservative at that position. I still think he's a stud. I still want him here for six to eight years. I just don't want to pencil him in because of the position he plays and the physicality he's going to ensue. And like you said, let it play out a little bit more. You were just jumping to conclusions, so I had to reel you back in a little bit. Yeah, okay. Go ahead. Uh, Anyways, let's get to uh, the negatives. Uh, Stafford, once again, he's showing why uh, a lot of people question him as the team leader. He said it's an inconsistent play. He's uh, totally, he'll have one great game and then it'll look like his old self, like he did against uh, Seattle and Minnesota, where he just looks like a second-year starter. I'm not for sure what his thing is. He's got the offense coordinator that he liked, that he wanted to keep around, even though people said, you know, uh, you know, he had nothing to do with it. But still, I think he maybe had a little bit of input on that. But for him having the offense coordinator one, he looks uh, not that great this year. Uh, the run defense, for as much as we wanted to improve, it just looks terrible. I don't, I don't know what it is. The linebackers look slow. You can, you can, you can disagree with me on that, but it seems like they're doing a lot of chasing, you know, on on things as opposed to being out in front of it. Uh, the inconsistent line play. There seems to be some major regression out of uh, Taylor Decker, like you like you said here before. But even that right side of the line, the money they spent and invested on, it just doesn't seem to be panning out. So, uh, like you said, if T.J. Lang retires, which wouldn't be a bad thing, especially for his health. But and I know we mentioned this in the preseason, going over our dollars and cents. If uh, in two years when Rick Wagner's salary really, really increases, I could see him being a cap casualty. And um, the tough remaining schedule, it's looking more and more difficult for this team. I know they're still trying to tell, you know, fans that, yeah, we're still trying to make hay this year. But what they have coming up, it's it's not looking promising. This team's starting to look like a five-win team with what they have coming up here. And then Tabor, he's, he's a consummate, you know, seems to be chasing everybody. And I just don't know if Reeves Mayman really really has had a chance to play. Like I said, he just doesn't really kind of fit the scheme as the as the big linebacker that Matt Patricia likes to use. So he, I just don't think he uh, – I think he's just kind of out of place on this team. And it might be one of those things like even if they deal him for like a sixth-round pick, I, I could see that happening. Yeah, well, sounds good. Now, everybody out there, we got to – I got to reinforce some of the Grifkaism so you understand. So I had to ping him when he said he's not that great. <laughs> and then we all we also are going to have to start pinging you, Grifka, with the bell when you consistently revert back to what we said on previous podcasts. <laughs> like we want everybody to go back to the archives, but you're always sending them back or talking about some old show. It's all about the future, buddy. But uh, everybody should go check out the archives. Well, the I, I listen to the old show sometimes just to kind of see what we said. And be like, wow, you know, either we were like, oh, we were kind of spot on with that, or like, wow, we were way off. What, what were we talking about? You know, uh, you know. So uh, they're kind of fun to listen to, to be honest with you. To be honest with you, everybody, is another classic. All right, so Grifka, keys to the second half. I've got the we got to run the ball and stop the run. That's like all football, but like I feel with snacks in there, we can stop the run. I feel if we could give the ball to carry on. Here's a thought. 
could we be a little more creative offensively? Could we like have some runs to the outer edge? Could we do some creative things in the run game rather than run up the middle, run up the middle, throw the ball? Like, come on, JBC. I mean, we'll talk about him on a future show, but this guy is is I'm running out of patience with him. Another key in the second half, in my opinion, is we got to get something out of Ziggy. Don't you think so, Grifka? <laughs> uh, I, I think I think this guy's going to be have a big impact if he's healthy. I think, you know, you're downplaying that sack, but that sack late as the second half ran out didn't give them a chance to put a touchdown on us, kept us right in the football game. That was huge. And needless to say, second half, Matt Stafford has got to step up. He's got to be more more dynamic, and he's got to step up in big football games. This guy continues to play his worst in the biggest game. I haven't seen him be electric in a while where it's just like, wow, he, he won us that game, or he, he made some plays that barely any other quarterbacks make. He's like too mechanical now. He's thinking about it too much. He's not just playing. Get back to have him slinging the football. I'll deal with a few turnovers as long as he puts up, you know, three, 400 yards and a bunch of touchdowns. So those are my keys. What do you got, Grifko? Um, one thing I read this week, like you said, you want to you know run the ball and stop the run. I, I read this week that the Lions, the type of offense they want is very similar to what Seattle does, where they're very, I mean, everybody says, oh, I want a balanced offense, you know, I want a balanced offense. But they want, they want an offense kind of like Seattle, where it's just uh a lot of, you know, pound up the middle and those, the pass, the passing trees, like everything's like really, it's, it's, it's not downfield. It's like, you know, how Kansas city this year has been going down field a lot more, you know, the Rams will pass the ball down the field. The saints will pass the ball down the field. I mean, it's like big, big chunk, chunk plays. Well, Seattle doesn't do that, you know, and it seems like that's what the Lions are not doing as well and they're trying to do like kind of keep everything underneath that short to intermediate route you know you know the five yard route to you know the uh you know the 15 yard route you know max out at that so you know it's the safe throw that you're talking about you know the the more high percentage throw and if they're trying to do that that kind of takes away from you know you know Stafford stepping up in big games is he's not, he's not going to do those throws anymore where they're like, you know, just the mad bomber, just throw it down the field. They, they're not going to do that anymore. So if they're looking for the methodical plod your way down the field offense, yeah, I don't think it's going to work here in the second half. I think you're right. They need to go back to Stafford, just, you know, the gunslinger, you know, Brett Farvest just chuck the ball around in the tight windows. If he gets picked off two times, okay. But, you know, I'm going to live with the, you know, like the, you know, 295, 300 yards passing, you know, two touchdowns. And then, you know, our running game, you know, getting, you know, you know, 65, 75, you know, cracking 100 yards every once in a while, you know, every few games and a, a touchdown. So so you you agree with me on the Stafford slinging it? Yes. I've, I've always loved – I always love the gunslinger quarterbacks. I mean, yeah, like I said, people, people hate on me for liking Brett Favre, man, but – Brett Favre was a gunslinger, man. He was just going to throw it up and let his guys go get it. I mean, my yeah. favorite quarterback of all time is Joe Namath. I mean, he's got more more interceptions than touchdowns, but that guy still throw just throw it up, man. Go get it. Chuck the ball, man. 
You know, and you couldn't pick okay. me on the Mad Bomber, man. That's Daryl LaMonica <laughs> from the old Oakland Raiders, man, the old AFC. Go watch his highlights, man. They're awesome. He's just throwing the ball down the field to everybody. It's like, here, here I'll go. Here's 50 yards downfield. Go get it. Love okay. watching those films. Okay. But, uh, you're killing, you're killing our demo again. Oh. Hold, hold uh, on, hold uh, on. Something. I want to jump in. Let me jump in. So you, you acted like I said, hey, we want to be Seattle. We just want to run up the middle. I said run the ball, meaning like run the ball well and stop the freaking run, which they haven't been able to do. I didn't say just run it up the middle for two yards in a cloud of dust. No. And, no, and then Seattle, Seattle, the reason like you're wrong there is Seattle pounds the football, but they don't. They don't just run it and then throw two-yard passes. Like, when they run it, run it, run it, Russell Wilson chucks the ball 50 yards down the field. I don't know what Russell Wilson you're watching. Maybe against the Lions he picked us apart. But every other game you watch, they grind people out, and then they throw it 50 yards when they throw it. Like, I would be more happy with that but than most, what we do, which is nickel and dime everybody. That's and a play action. You, you, I mean, of course on a play action. The play action, you know, your goal route, your post route, all that should be open. But if you're if you're talking a regular like a third and eight play or something like that, they're just running stick routes. I mean, that's all they're running. They're just getting the sticks. They, they're bet, going, they ain't going downfield on those. Of I course, you know if, if, if you're running the ball, your play action should work, and that should work for anybody. And anybody's going to do that. Detroit's even done it. Detroit did it in Miami. But the Seattle's offense is you know run the ball and run the safe throws. You know that's what they do. They don't. They don't run the. You know. They don't look to chuck the ball down the field like like see um like the Saints or, or the Rams because the Rams got guys who can stretch the field. You know. So they they don't. Okay. Do that. Well, go go check the stats. I bet you his like yards per pass is way up there because yeah maybe he does it on play actions but they run play action all the time because they've been grinding the run game all game long. Right. I said team, that's what Detroit's looking for. Okay, but the, we don't do it. How many times did I have to yell at some other buddies on Sunday and say? The longest pass we have is like a 12-yard ball that can't at the end of the game. We didn't throw one football, I bet you, 20 to 25 yards last game. None. Right. That's what. That's the offense. It's embarrassing. It's, it's, the, it's the short to intermediate routes, nothing deep, you know, you know over 15 downfield because it's, it's uh, not, uh, you know, it's, it's high risk, high reward. I mean, so they don't want to do the high risk. They want it okay, all. Okay, well, like we're not getting management. we're not getting any rewards, and hey, we have this big quarterback. You. I agree with you. Could, you can ding me on that. They're, they got Trent Dilfer at quarterback. I mean, that's what they're running right now. Don't lose kept, us the game. You know, that's we what it seems. Could have kept more if we wanted to throw six yard stick routes. I mean, with his noodle arm, he could have done that. Let's let's open it up. And the worst thing that usually happens is a huge play or or a penalty, and we can't. We can't do anything explosive offensively. Like I'm just so sick of this, man. It's like when have we when have we thrown up these bombs? When have we made any explosive play? I bet you if we looked at explosive plays all year, we'd probably have less than ten total in, in the past game. It's in and it's week eight or not week it's we played eight games. Like that's just anyway, go ahead. Oh, and then uh, getting something out of Ziggy, yeah, that would be a bonus even though it's just like I said, yeah. I th- I think they've come to you know, not expect him to play. So, um, you know, uh, I, he probably hurt his throat talking to the uh, the reporters. You know, saying how great he felt after the game. So he'll probably be like a uh, he'll probably be a, a hell, you know a scratch. You know, for some odd reason on Sunday because, like I said, you know they're they're in Chicago and he'll probably get wind burned on his face since it's cold and he won't be able yeah. to won't be able to play. Who who wants our our big freaky DN to play? Who had a big sack last week? You're right, Griff. Oh yeah, the, like oh, big that? sack. Which, oh, the big sack. He had a sack. I mean, 
Give me a break. <laughs> he's sacking a football it was, game. It was, he it does was, that every week. Tide turner. It was such a tide turner what he did. Oh, his sack where it's just like the pressure. Oh, there. man. Kirk Cousins, a very below average quarterback, just kind of like fell to the ground and Ziggy walked up to him and tapped him on the shoulder. You know, oh, I got the sack. You know, congratulations. Oh, yeah, my he was, gosh. He was, this is ridiculous. He was, he, was such a, he was such a force in that game that, you know, you know, Riley Reef manhandled him like the 12 plays that he was in there. It's just like, well, I the feel great. Like, well, you should feel great. You played what? Like a fifth of oh, a game? Congratulations. Gosh. You just feel great drinking Gatorade on the sideline watching the rest of the defense get gashed on the run congratulations there ziggy i'm glad you love this player that's on our team making a ton of money but hey if you broke down his his sacks per snap he's probably played 30 snaps all year he has two or three sacks what more do you want from a guy if he has one sack a game he has 16 for the year you wouldn't take it get out of here like Like you can't downplay everything he does is it impactful because he had a sack when they were down by you know, 17 or, or 16 late in the Chris, game. They, I'm like, they were deep in our territory in the second half where we were going to get the ball after the at halftime, and he sacked the quarterback to end the half, and they kicked a field goal. You don't think that it was an impactful play? Are you watching the games? That was a big play. Just because a guy gets a sack doesn't make it, like, impactful. I think he oh. – like, here, here we go, man. Once again, he took, hey, Mr. ESPN, he had a highlight. All of a sudden, he's the greatest defensive end to ever play for the Lions. Okay, oh, he, he came back from injury. He's fresh because he's been off for seven weeks, and he got a sack right before halftime on one of the 12 snaps that he had. Congratulations, Ziggy. You made such a huge impact. The Lions went up to Minnesota and got their butt kicked. Congratulations, dude. You know, we, we, you know I'm sure okay. you're healthy enough to go into Allen Park on Tuesday and get your massive paycheck. You know, see, right, you, well, next, we... see you next year playing out of, out of the, for the Giants. You know, T- tell me when your yet. boy Big Play Slay plays 12 snaps, he gets a pick, and you're just like, oh, big deal. They're a tough guy. At like, least he's out there. Slay's not getting pulled. He's Slay, Slay playing 12 snaps. He's playing a heck of a lot more than 12. And just because they don't uh, throw it okay. at, throw it in, because Nevin Lawson and Tease Tabor are always running behind the defender, or, or they're always the defending from behind, running behind the wide receiver. I mean, give me a break. Okay. Okay, well, like you said, I, I knew it was going to be a contention. The guy shows up and plays, which you hate because you've been saying he wouldn't play for the rest of the year. He only plays 12 snaps, yet somehow he has a sack, and I think he had a, a few He'll pressures. be hurt again by Thanksgiving. There. I'll bet okay, you a pop that, on it. He'll be hurt again that, by Thanksgiving. And that'll make you happy as a Lions fan, right, Griff? Because we don't need a big uh, 6'5", 280-pound defensive end making plays. Happy. That won't make me happy. I've just come to expect. I'm prognosticating. That's what'll happen. Okay. Well, you can always negative prognosticate when the guy does. He plays and he plays a little, but he makes a few plays. You can't even give him a little credit. Like I just don't get it. But anyway, go ahead. You know, finish up. I, I have so this get theory. I always have this theory that the guys that do the least amount of work get the most praise at a normal job. Because their boss wants that person to continue to work hard when they do something a little. So if you're going to just praise Ziggy for like, oh, your 12 snaps, your 12 snaps, you, you got us that great job, buddy. Stay on the field. Forget that, man. You, you've worn out your welcome. Kick rocks. You know, see you later. You know, sorry. That's the way I feel about him. Get lost. It makes makes no sense because you're like, oh, yeah. To get keeping lost. Amir Abdullah made, made, you know, keeping him around made a lot of sense because he was cheap. And they obviously did fine without him, too. So. You know, see you later. Oh my gosh. I mean, you're always like, you got this thing, oh, this makes more sense. This makes more sense. This, why? Why does it make, because it makes sense because you say it does? That You know, excuse me. No, no, it doesn't. 
They got used to not playing with the guy. Oh, next God. man up. But now all of a sudden he's back. He has oh, a sack. Oh, my gosh. Oh, what are you, you talking about, about right now? You know, it held him to a field goal. <laughs> Who cares? Can I mute Big Griffka, deal. They still, got, they still got ran. So they they still got taken behind the shed. And, like, all of a sudden, like, oh, Ziggy. Oh, the man love for Ziggy. You know, sorry. You know, oh, yeah, he's a freak. He's a freak who play who barely plays. So let's not like we, let's not like be uh, like jonesing for the guy when he shows up like once every seven Sundays. I mean, give me a break. Oh, he had all these sacks last year. He had he had a bunch of sacks against inferior left tackles, and when he oh actually played gosh. against somebody who was, de- was decent, he got held. I, I know you don't want to talk about last year because that's ancient history in your ESPN world. But no, I'm sorry. Him having one sack and a pressure, I'm not going to crown this guy like the defensive king of the game. Oh, nobody said to crown him, Grifka, but you've been bagging on him for weeks saying he'd never play. He played and he made a sack that, yes, was impactful and you won't give him any credit. Or, hey, here's a thought. You're a Lions fan. You're on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. I thought you'd be sort of happy that this guy million made a play or two, but I can see you're not. So finish up talking about this keys so we can move on because I'm, I'm done that dealing with you on this. Key. Like, it's ridiculous. That was okay, my last good. one talking about the keys. Okay, good. So, uh... You know, 94, keep doing what you're doing. So, um, terrible game in Minnesota. Just, you know, rough first half. We got eight games left. It's not looking pretty. Like I said, the schedule looks rough. This team's not playing good football. But uh, we'll be previewing the Bears game, and I'll definitely have something for Grifka on Friday when we drop that show. So, everybody stay tuned to that. Grifka, let's finish up with a few questions here that we got um, we got into the Kool-Aid mailbox, and then we'll get out of here. Okay. First question, this is from Joey, and Joey's out in Oregon. He wants to know, is Stafford, quote-unquote, the guy? <laughs> um, I, I guess he has to be, based on what we have, but they've tied up a lot of money into him, and you know he's got you know a few more years left on this contract. So, yeah, I guess he has to be the guy. Yeah, I've been sitting here for years telling buddies, anybody that would listen, that this guy's the guy. Like, as each game goes by where, you know, everything has to be perfect for him or we make all these excuses, like, I'm just running out of time and patience. Like, I still like him as our quarterback. I still like his his talent. But I'm getting a little frustrated with the demeanor, Joey, in Oregon. Like, you got to be a leader. You got to be a little vocal. You got to, like, somebody was making a point that, like, Tom Brady yells just to get himself whipped up and going crazy. Like, it wouldn't hurt you to holler at somebody on the sideline just so they put them on notice every once in a while. It's 10 years. This guy's never lost his cool or blown up or done anything that I can remember other than a few comebacks and and a bunch of stats. So, like, to me, he's the guy. He's locked up for the next four or five years. But can I please see a little emotion? Can I see a little bit of accountability instead of this aw shucks attitude? Let's go. Next question, Griffka, comes from Mike. And he says that he's from, instead of a city, he says he's from the greatest show on turf. Mike would like to know, is it time to move on from JBC? Um. I know we can talk about this on a whole nother show, but I believe so. I mean, it seems like his offense has become predictable. You mentioned it earlier about the run plays look awful predictable. The uh, passing tree doesn't look that great. And, uh, yeah, I think we got to move on from him and uh, get somebody who wants to run something a little more dynamic. 
Yeah, I'm done with this guy too. It's 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 because of his lack of innovation, but here's the biggest reason. At first I was like, Oh good, you know, Stafford has a guy he gets along with, he'll like he'll continue to progress and they'll like work on this offense and just sling it. And instead he just they're just buddies now. Like it's this guy that won't yell at Stafford, won't hold him accountable. Like, oh, I like what he he does. We see the game the same way. Well, if that's the case, you guys suck because the way that you see offense right now isn't like Andy Reid, Sean McVay, Sean Payton, all these guys that are innovating in the NFL. So JBC's got to go get an experienced O coordinator in here and somebody that will ride. If he doesn't like it, he can get out. And if he if he uh, does like it, then he needs to just step up, make plays, and uh, I'm done with them. So uh, you know it won't happen until the off season, but they got to move on and they got to get an experienced O coordinator. I'm tired of looking for the next best thing. Let's get a guy that has a track record, and that's a little bit of a a tough guy um, for this quarterback or the future quarterback. So that's my thoughts. Next question comes from Bruce in Texas. Bruce wants to know better gimmick. The Snacks mouth guard or Glasgow's moustache? <laughs> um, I'm going to go with the, the moustache on that simply because it seems like a lot of guys are. I'm starting to see a lot of those mouth guards that have like, you know, vampire teeth or, you know, wolf teeth or whatever. I don't know what you, whatever you want to call it. But I, I really like the stash myself. Oh, man, I'm going with the Snacks mouth guard all day. The mouth guard comboed with the crazy helmet and the face mask and the big belly and the nickname is just incredible to me. So give me give me the snacks, mouth guard. Keep eating them up all day long, big fella. Final question, Griffa, comes from Stan from San Fran. And this question, Griffa, simply says, Stan Quan, bring me back. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, we could use them. I mean, uh, considering what they just fired their uh... – their uh, special teams coordinator, and I realize he was probably some sort of a uh, sacrificial lamb, but that special teams this year just has been utterly terrible. So, I mean, a couple more penalties on Sunday in Minnesota, and it just, uh, gosh, there it is. Yeah. yeah, don't hit, you know, bring him back. We could use somebody that knows actually how to coach special teams. Griffith's heyday back there with Stan Kwan and going back even further. But uh, no, Stan Kwan, you can't come back. I loved goofing on you and saying your name, but you were terrible too. And our current guy was terrible. He got the boot, and I'm hoping that we don't find somebody that's terrible because the special teams need to be better and the defense and the offense. So let's get it going. You know, they made a change to make a change, but uh, a lot of changes need to happen to get us turned around. So. That's all the questions we have, Grifka. We're going to wrap up this show. Everybody, we'll be back on Friday morning with our Bears preview. We'll be talking about the Bears. We'll be doing some other fun uh, items here and there, getting ready for that football game. We just encourage everybody, please give us a review. Please hit us up on Twitter. We, uh, Me and Grifka don't use social media that much, but we're, uh, we're trying to get some uh, Twitter followers, trying to post some stuff, and... Uh, just a great way to get Lions content is jumping in the old Twitter machine. So check that out. Give us a subscribe on iTunes and uh, drink in that Detroit Kool-Aid. So everybody, we're going to get up out of here. Make sure to catch us Friday morning for that next podcast. Let's go get a win in Chicago. What do you think, Grifka? Yeah, well, it's a definite, uh, definite that uh, they win in Chicago. 
know, tipping his hand for the Friday podcast. So we'll see what I got to say about uh, the Bears game and uh, get all our predictions and everything set. Um, but like you say, our Lions aren't playing good, but still got a half a season to play. We'll see what they do. So everybody drink that Detroit Kool-Aid. We'll catch you here soon. We're out. Drink it in, man.